Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Thiru Kumaran uh, Saravanan, uh, co-founder of uh, co-founder and CEO COO of Excel Labs, an AR VR solution company. Uh, Thiru is a graduate of uh, Thangavalu Engineering College. Hi Thiru, welcome to ELI. Thank you, Priya. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, Thiru would request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. So, uh, hey guys, uh, this is Thiru. Uh, so, I run this company called XR Labs, uh, which I started when I was in my second year of college back in 2015. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a mechanical engineer by uh, graduation. And over the last five years, uh, you know, uh, via XR Labs, I've been working with several Fortune 500s across verticals like aviation, aerospace, automotive, uh, energy, defense, retail, manufacturing, etc. Right, and uh, we've been working on solutions for you know the biggest of factories or refineries or even nuclear reactors, uh, you know automotives, uh, wind turbines, airports, whatnot. So it has been a fantastic five years. We just finished five years as of last week. Um, yeah, that's it about a small brief about what we do at Excel Labs. Okay, uh, Thiru, uh, tell us in detail uh, how and uh, where uh, AR VR are uh, being used. Uh, and uh, what are the uh, some of the best solutions you have built over the years? Okay, so uh, AI and VR as such, you know, the near future is going to be used everywhere. Why I mean everywhere is that it is not really a separate technology as such. It is basically how you will be interacting with computing as a platform in the near future. Like imagine you, you know, all those touch screens and keyboards and everything, but it's you're going to have 3D based software that's going to be in your real life, or you can enter a software like a world and so on. Right. That is definitely the future about five to 10 years from now. But today, AR and VR use specific use cases across domains. Like, uh, you know, you have virtual reality based simulators, you know, you use a VR headset and you train for scenarios that is not possible to do in a real life. Could be a risky scenario or an expensive scenario or just a really difficult scenario to start. Right. Or also using AR and VR for sales. You know, you can't carry your product or show your product to your customers every time in an actual product, especially with a situation like this ongoing pandemic. Right. So AR and VR is used to drive sales as well, to show the product to the consumers. And finally, also AR is also used for uh, giving knowledge support to the person who's on the site uh, to help them out solve a problem without having to wait for an expert to arrive on the site, which right now is close to impossible uh, given the current conditions. Okay. So this is very, uh, very small uh, applications. Uh, I mean, a small list of applications, but then again, uh, the entire list of applications is ever growing. Uh, daily, we come across new use case for these technologies as such. And end of the day, the end goal is all work you do in, in, in your computer will now be transferred to an AI world. Okay. Can you give us some examples? Uh, what are some interesting solutions you have built for your client? Okay. For example, we work with this uh, one of the world's largest wind turbine company. They are the world's largest wind turbine company. So they had this problem that they couldn't take the people to an actual wind turbine to train them. You know? So we built a virtual reality simulator where a person really wears, just wears a headset. And he feels like he's actually on a wind turbine, can go on top of it, do the procedures and test himself and so on. And similarly, we're having a lot of uh, initiatives with the Indian Defense Forces as well. You know, uh, in the Indian Army, just the expense for bullets spent on training is, runs into multi-crore a year. I'm not even talking about single-digit crore, it's easily a, a two-digit crore a year, just for spending bullets for training alone, right? So the potential for ARVR has always been high and there's multiple use cases that we have worked on. Most of the case studies on our website 
for example we worked with one of the largest furniture company to run a vr showroom without having a single furniture in the real life they were able to sell uh, you know a very large revenue uh, entirely uh, through virtual reality okay. so this is very small examples of what is uh, what people are using it for today okay now uh, when uh, you speak ar and vr together uh, can you tell us what what is the similarity and what is the difference between ar and vr why did they both are uh, used uh, together okay so ar and vr together is a technology falls under this technology realm called extended reality slash facial computing slash you know uh, immersive immersive technology so on right there's, there's a lot of names to it but what it essentially means is that you are now visualizing things that are not there right in vr it means you are entering a world which is entirely not there but you are made to believe that it's there uh, it replaces your current reality with an entirely different reality but rather in ar you are only adding things to the real reality you are not replacing the reality with something else this is adding a lot more uh, unreal things to the real world you know that is ar okay and uh, which which technology ar or vr is uh, being used in business more than the other so in a company we are working with every department here you know for example uh, take any brand we can work with their training department to build simulators we can work with their marketing department to build sales campaigns we can work with their maintenance team to uh, you know build their field support tools we can work with their design team to you know enable them to design vr so they can skip a lot of stages in the prototyping uh, they can we can uh, work with their operations team to plan the assembly process anything you know any work that is done today can be actually translated into vr and more Okay. Uh, we have worked on projects where people use VR and AR for data visualization. Right? There's really no realm that is untouched by AR and VR because AR and VR at the end of the day is an interface to computing, right? And whatever you do for computing, you can work with that in AR and VR as well. Okay. So uh, now, can can you give some of the interesting, very interesting examples where AR and VR has been used? May may not be by your company, but uh, across the world. what are some of the interesting very interesting examples of uh, ar vr in okay for example i you know i don't know if how many of the audience would have watched the movie called john wick you know it's it's very it's a very good action movie uh, that releases is by kenu reeves and you wouldn't believe the entire fight sequence of that movie was all planned in vr because it involved a very complex set so they designed the set in vr the cameraman went inside the virtual world and planned all the shots and the stunt coordinators enter the virtual world and planned all the stunts as well and they recorded the entire film uh, beforehand uh, using this virtual reality uh, suite and while the set was actually done it took them just uh, you know 3 4 days to wrap up the shooting over that right so ar and vr end of the day being we use a very creative use cases you know uh, every every once in a while we see a solution out there and go wow you know this is really good in use case as well okay uh, uh, from a very practical point of view i think uh, not many business people uh, know about ar vr technology and how it can be leveraged uh, for their business so can you give us some perspective on uh, how much it would cost uh, for, so let's take some examples some uh, a person has a retail store uh, of uh, um, uh, apparels or maybe kitchen equipments how he or she can use the ar vr solutions uh, to improve the shopping experience and how much uh, the real question is how much it will cost him to implement such a solution 
Okay, see, AR and VR assets is a very subjective uh, effort. Okay, for example, even when we work with the world's largest furniture company, and even in their portfolio, one product was not the same work as the other product. Right, so it's very hard to give uh, you know uh, any kind of estimate as such, uh, assign a price to it. Right, but we worked with many retail companies that is using AR and we have to showcase our products and they see the value of it because AR more than anything else it increases the purchase decision because you know you're able to see what that sofa chair looks like in your home with your wall. Right, not only that, it also reduces returns. 90% returns happens because the user didn't like the product and they're given some reason or other for the return. Right. Now, using AR, when they are taking a decision about how it looks like in AR itself, there, there is a lot, a lot more reduction in, in returns. And that is still worth the ROI for the uh, sellers. So, uh, I can't give a number, uh, you know, on a very uh, broad broad area, but it will definitely be a few lakhs. It, 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 is not under, it is not definitely under like a lakh or two lakhs. Definitely be more than that for, let's say, about 20, 30 assets. Okay, so I'm assuming uh, typically it will be post 10 lakh rupee uh, budget. Uh, I mean, I can neither confirm nor deny that. You know, it could be less or more. Okay. Okay, coming back to our uh, usual set of questions, uh, would like to know uh, when did you think of becoming an entrepreneur? Okay, that's kind of, uh, you know, I really uh, haven't been able to answer that question myself because. Uh, when did I, okay, so if the question is about when did I know that I can make money on my own, is it will be in back in time, you know, when I was an A center and I was assembling uh, personal computers and selling it in the local society, right? And uh, after that, I started basically freelancing and uh, putting together a team for uh, design, you know, be it illustrations or animations and so on. And then it so happened that I actually chanced upon this technology called AR and VR. And one thing led to another and, uh, you know, less than a year after I came to know about it, we started up. And here we are five years later. So uh, there's really not a, you know like a very definite answer to that question, but I think it's always been there that uh, at least the confidence to go out there and try something out. I think um, I wouldn't even say confidence that that's you know uh, I think being a student entrepreneur also helped I guess because you know I didn't have to worry about uh, staying afloat. I already had a roof above my head, uh, meals on the table, right? And I had um, I started up in my second year for AR and VR and other things at the first year. So I literally four years to experiment and see where this goes. If it picks up well and good, if it doesn't, okay, it's okay. You know, we can do studies or whatever. I think that's the kind of privilege that I started up with, right? Uh, it's something that I recognize and I value as well. Okay. Uh, how much investment uh, does somebody require to build a venture on AR, VR? ARVR unfortunately has a higher entry barrier because you know to develop ARVR we need some high-end hardware, right? For example, the kind of VR headsets that came out uh, and even the system that a particular resource needs. Let's say we are hiring a 3D artist, right? His system would be more expensive than his entire CTC, right? That's the kind of uh, things that we have to deal with. So we started with the initial, uh, you know, like a friends and family fund. Uh, that's the only fund that we have raised. You know, till now uh, we have been completely bootstrapped since then. Uh, that may, you know, thanks to the co-founder, we are able to do that round and uh, that's it. Diru, uh, my next question is, uh, what was your first day of entrepreneurship like? What did you do on your first day? I don't remember, to be honest, Priya. It's five years ago, right? Most probably would have been setting up the office, you know, and uh, setting up the computers. I think that would have been the first step, ideally. And I don't know, uh, I'm not really sure. But uh, again, it's, it's very hard, you know, for any entrepreneur to say this was my first day, right? 
because which is really the first day? Is it the day that you got the idea or is it the day that you got you started taking it seriously or is it the day that you started talking to your team members who would further think, you know in I the future become your be team members day. i think it it would be the day you found your co-founder why didn't you tell us uh, about that day yeah even then right is it's a long conversation and go on and it's it's it's, it's, it's very hard to pinpoint a date uh, to be honest uh, we take the date of founding as the day we open the office and even that actually is it's like last week of july you know we don't know an exact date because uh, we took up the office and did a lot of work and we finally started work after a lot of time you know uh, but if you ask me how was my first month of entrepreneurship that is something we can uh, and i can answer yeah, yeah. exciting Please do. Uh, because you know, committed to the idea, you're not just thinking about it. You're actually in it. You're uh, rallied up a team. You're put in. You're, you got some funds. You're committed to this. You know, you're going out there and telling people that you want to do this, do that for them, and that's a commitment, right? And that definitely feels different and feels a lot more thrilling than what was it just a small idea in your head. Okay, uh, tell us uh, when did you get your first customer? So we got our first customer about like uh, two months into the uh, you know starting up, and uh, th those two months we spent entirely building lots of demos and lots of use cases because even on 2020 you know we have many people uh, who do not know about AI and VR, right? And you can imagine what it had been in mid 2015. You know people uh, couldn't believe the technology. You know not many people actually understood it in the first place. You know no no offense to them. I mean uh, it is quite an unbelievable technology, right? To its own right. So uh, the first couple of months were actually spent on building demos, and we got our first client in a, from a real estate company uh, in 2015. And the client was very openly said, you know, we had seen many other teams who come and pitch this, but we're giving it to you because uh, you're young and we want to give you an opportunity. So we're really grateful for people who are, you know, giving us the opportunity. And uh, about that, we have had quite a good share of people who, you know, wanted us to succeed. Uh, be it our first client like this particular company or be the wind turbine company that we worked with again that was a lot of things went good for us when we had no right uh, you know to have such a success back then you know the second or third client was the wind turbine customer and before that we have never worked with any large company right and uh, and uh, boom you know you before you even know it we are now working with the world's largest wind turbine company so a lot of things happened uh, right for us right uh, a lot of good things came around for us uh, tell us how you found your uh, co-founder. It's very interesting. You know, the, the thing is, I don't know my co-founder apart from work. Right? I haven't met him even a single day before talking about this idea to him. It's entirely through a mutual connect. Uh, we actually, uh, I was looking for a co-founder and he was looking uh, for a co-founder as well. Uh, not necessarily in the same domain, but once he saw this, I mean, he's from an engineering background as well. He's from one of the largest, oldest engineering college in the country uh, called CEG. And he's been exposed to uh, engineering a lot more than I was, right? And he could see the vision, he could see the uh, possibilities of what this technology could do to the world. So we just clicked and we started up and uh, five years later, we are still just two of us at the, at the board level. And that has worked for the benefit. I think uh, it's very, I, you know, I'm not a great believer in you know starting up with friends uh, because you will lose the only friend you would have at the end of it. Because already when you're starting up, you know your friend circle is gonna get smaller. Uh, because you can't invest the time and effort it takes to maintain that, uh, and if you want to start off, uh, you know, uh, this is with your friend. You're going to your friend circle is going to come even smaller. So I don't believe in that necessarily. So. Okay. Okay. Thiru, tell us uh, what is your vision uh, with Excel Lab? Where you want to reach? 
So, uh, what's going to happen in the next uh, three years? I mean, not even in five years. Uh, to be honest, uh, a particular AR glass is on its way to me right now. It's, it's being shipped, and it is really the future of AR, right? Your AR is now finally in a form factor of a sunglass, right? As lightweight as a sunglass, as small as a sunglass, and so on, but very capable as well. And you saw now Geo also has entered the market of a consumer AR through the Geo glass uh, device and so on, right? So the next three years is going to be consumerization of AR, which means how when you know iOS released, iPhone released. We had a lot of requirements in the industry for building iOS apps, right? So definitely a lot of use cases are going to come out for AR and AR application when these consumer devices actually launch in the market. And XR Labs with five years of experience and the kind of work we have done and the kind of experience we have across technologies, in, even in AR, VR, are well poised to ride that wave. And also 5G is going to come up. So it's going to make AR and VR even more powerful, uh, you know, because 5G as such, uh, even for telecom companies, it's, uh, just standalone 5G is not a great product to sell because today, uh, if you think about it, 4G is more than enough for 99% of the population. In fact, there's still a large chunk of the population still uses 2G, right? Uh, the main reason to sell 5G would be to bundle along with you know use cases like AR and VR, where the content is rendered on the cloud and is being pushed to the device as an input/output alone. So you don't have to invest in a very high-end device for your glass. It could be a very small and very cheap glass, but it could give you a very great AR and VR experience. And 5G as an industry has benefit, you know, uh, interest to actually drive this AR VR wave. And AR VR also definitely has the interest in 5G because of it's a mutual quid pro quo. And the best years of AR and VR is definitely ahead. And XR Labs is, uh, you know, the main vision is to uh, bring in the transformation from 2D computing to spatial computing and uh, be one of the top players in that. Okay. So, Thiru, uh, the way I see it, uh, AR, VR companies are going to be service-based companies, if I am not wrong. Or am I wrong? Uh, are there some product no, companies? Really. So there are products coming out. There are many products coming out. Uh, you know, in, in VR, we have built about two products. For example, in simulators, whatever generic training, for example, if you want to train in a forklift, we can build a VR simulator and sell as a product. Right? And we are building paint visualization tools or artwork visualization tools as a product, etc. The product market for AR and VR is really, really big. The main reason why we started with a service approach is that you know back in 2015, uh, if you're going to build a product in AR, VR, no, not many people can use it because the technology wasn't really as good as it today. The education in the market was not there, and we as a team also did not know how to build an AR/VR product. So we said, okay, let's start a services company. Uh, you know, we'll get paid for R&D. Uh, whatever we want to learn, we can learn, and and we. Part of the project that's being delivered, great, and we're getting paid for education, educating the market as well. You know, we go to a customer, we meet and tell them about AR and VR and so on. And when we do products, we would already have a, a clientele to sell. This is exactly what we're doing now. We are launching a couple of new products, and we already started beta implementation with our existing clients for the services business. Uh, being a services come products company in AR VR has really helped us, but it also has its own disadvantages, like you know the lack of focus. You can give a product at any point of time. Which we are now sorting out as well. You know, we are spinning off entities separately. We are giving its own team, etc., manage, etc. So it is really a mix of good and bad. You know, of our services company. Thiru, uh, can us can you give you give us some examples of what are the uh, what are some of the big AR VR products that are going to come up in next uh, five years? So uh, one really big thing that's going to come, man. Yeah. Yeah, so one big thing that's going to come up is definitely, uh, you know, you'll be able to shop in AR, right? You are, it's more, for example, it's already there in US. So Amazon has in, in US has started uh, view an AR you know, feature where you can view the product, whatever you're going to buy in Amazon in your home. 
and the entire development of all those 3D models actually done from here from Chennai. It was a huge office that just shipped out 3D models in the American market. And it's definitely going to be rolled out to the Indian market as well. So I think the first couple of things would be uh, e-commerce, where you're viewing the products in AR and VR. And then would definitely be for consumers, you know, entertainment, where you're watching, playing video games in AR and VR, or of course, watching movie. Uh, for example, if you're buying a really good AR glass, you don't have to invest in a TV. You know, you can just view the TV in AR. You know, the, you can place a TV anywhere you want. You can you go into the kitchen to work, the TV can come along with you, right? Uh, so I think that is entertainment and, uh, you know, commerce is what we are seeing a great uh, attraction. And followed by that immediately would be productivity. For example, people want to type a word in, in uh, AR, VR, or play a piano in AR, you know, if it's a music creator or so on. Or edit their music in AR through you know, 3D waveforms, they can directly interact with 3D objects. Sculpt in AR, and meet meet people in AR and VR. You know, uh, with, with this Corona, I have seen many companies on board AR and VR meeting rooms. You put on a VR headset and see literally everybody as a character and avatar, and be in a virtual room and interact and collaborate. So next three years, three to five years, going to be really exciting. You know, for even the consumers, you're going to see a lot of new technology that being readied for market and coming to you. Uh, mm. You know, to take up. Got it. Thiru, uh, tell us uh, what are some of the challenges you have faced uh, along the way while building this venture? So the biggest challenges is, in the, you know, since AR and VR as such is an expensive investment, right? Uh, from day one, we knew this is a B2B technology. It is not a B2C technology, you know. It is not like Urban Lab or Swiggy that we can build for mass people. But it is something that specifically only companies can afford at the moment, right? At the same time, uh, we also, even in companies, only the biggest of biggest had the budget or the appetite to take such risk. Right. So definitely the entry barrier was very, very high for a company. Like I was 19 and my co-founder was 21 when we started, right. For, uh, for, you know, for people of that age to go and crack deals with MNCs that are really the best at what they do, be it automotive energy and so on, uh, was that one of the tough things, but I think we were also very privileged and uh, lucky and, you know, uh, a lot of good things favored us as well. A lot of people saw the value in it. Uh, you know, a lot of, we had a lot of champions who rooted for our success and technology success, etc. So, Whatever challenges we faced, I've had overcome with good people, right? Be it with the team. Uh, we had an amazing team throughout this journey. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we always have never said no for a challenge, you know, a technical challenge or any other thing. Uh, so I think it's, it's a combination of everything that actually made it worthwhile. And yes, challenge was there, but it wasn't something that was unsurmountable or something. Okay. Uh, Thiru, uh, uh, do you have a role model uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship? It's not just a single person. I really take, uh, you know, I just go ahead and take inspiration from any company for a matter, right? For example, let it be the recent acquisition of Vita Junior or uh, the kind of company that com brands like Freshworks or Dayton View has built out of Chennai. And mm -hmm. I've had the, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, being in Chennai also exposed you to this community, which, is, which has a lot of such stories as well, right? So it's really a lot of inspiration. It's not just a single role model. I think in today's world, uh, that role model itself would have been a mix of other role models, you know? So I don't think it's, uh, you know, we can say it's a single person who is influenced. At any point of time, multiple, you know, uh, ideas and multiple inspirations go into taking initiative. Okay. Hiru, how do you compare uh, entrepreneurship with a nine to five job? Well, the only thing that entrepreneurship is not is that it's not an identified job, meaning it's, it's, it's a 24 seven, right? When you're a founder, uh, you can't plug your brain out of the work, right? You can't isolate work and uh, other things. 
I think that's a given. I think that's fair as well because if you don't think about it 24/7, who else will? Right? It's not like the world stops after 5 p.m. Right? So, uh, and we work in a global market, you know, and and as such, it's, it's, it's even if there is no, at any. Okay, the biggest thing is you can never be up to date with your to dos. You can never say I've done the things that's required for the day. Never in the last five years, I've never been able to tick off my to do list. Uh, it's either because new things add or the certain things take up the entire day, All right? And the and the list can can never be exhausted. You know, it, it just keeps on growing, 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 growing. And even if you don't have anything, you still have a lot of things to go and see how we can improve and so on. So I think it's an entire journey. It's a way of life. I would say running a company. It's, it's not an activity that you do in just nine to five. And that also means a lot of sacrifices from you and your family as well. Uh, you know, my family certainly has not got enough attention that any other 25 year would have given them. Okay. My dogs have not got the attention that any other pet owner would have given them. Right. So that's the kind of sacrifices that everybody around you need to make. Uh, but I mean, it all in the hopes that, you know, at one point of time, you would be retiring early, if, you know, if, if, you know, if all things go well. Okay, uh, Thiru, uh, this is my last question to you. We are almost up with the time. Uh, my, my last question is, how do you suggest our audience to start their journey as entrepreneurs? So this is really something that I strongly believe in, right? So I strongly believe in starting where you are and getting to where you want. Right? Getting to where you want. For example, before uh, I was in ARVR, I was actually illustrating. And before that, I was selling computers, right? Selling computers lead to me buying a computer, and using that computer, I was illustrating. Using that money, I was able to, you know, get started with my investment here and VR, right? So when I was selling computers, I, I never knew, and you know, uh, some years down the line, I would be working with the biggest, the biggest companies on on a very cutting edge technology, right? But starting where I was essentially helped get where I wanted to be, right? So it's it's never you'll never be in a good enough space to actually start something, right? It's about starting what you have and work towards the aim step by step of where you need to be. It, does, it, it doesn't matter if it's slow, you know, for many years, for example, to, uh, I was working in the design field uh, for, uh, you know, close to a year before starting with AR and VR. Till the day I saw AR and VR, I didn't know what I was doing next after the design, right? So it doesn't matter if things are not looking great. Uh, one day it will make sense and one day you'll figure something out. Okay. Thiru, before we end, uh, is there a final message you want to leave? Nothing else. I think uh, if you have an idea that doesn't let you sleep, uh, do think about it. Do talk to people about it. Uh, do, don't hold it back saying, you know, somebody messing my idea. Uh, ideas as such are not worth anything. It's execution that matters. So talk to people about it. Uh, get started. Uh, don't just talk about it. Do something about it. Uh, you know, put something in front of people. See if they pay for it and so on. Or if you don't pay, see what is not letting them pay for it and so on. Uh, just do be active about it. You know, don't have an idea in mind. And you know, when you look at someone succeeding in that idea, you know, you can't regret saying, you know what, I had this idea back then, but if only I started something. I think that that is a very that is a very uh, unpleasant feeling to have. Right. Okay. I think that was a very lovely message, uh, and uh, it was a great pleasure to host you here at ELI. I think our audience would have got lifetime lessons from this video. Uh, thanks for your time, Thiru, and our best wishes. Thank you. And our best wishes for Excel. Sure. sure. Thank you. Thank you, Vir. Thank you. Uh, viewers, you can follow and connect uh, on LinkedIn. Connect with Thiru on LinkedIn by searching for Thiru Kumaran Saravaranan. Also, do visit their website by typing excellabs.co. So, whom do you want to have here at ELI for next episode? Do let me know in comments below. We will be back. Stay tuned to ELI.